Town Sports. Headlines. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sac Town Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings training camp is underway, and Frankie Cardicelli and Brennan Nunez have been at Golden One Center covering camp. You can read their news and notes up right now at SacTownSports.com, along with a whole bunch of interviews for Media Day. Check those out as well. In football, the New England Patriots have acquired big money free agent J.C. Jackson from the Chargers in exchange for a late round pick swap. Also, the Denver Broncos waived pass rusher Randy Gregory. In baseball, it's day two of the wild card round. The Tampa Bay Rays, Toronto Blue Jays, Milwaukee Brewers, and Miami Marlins all need to win today or else their seasons are over. Joining us right now on the Folsom Lake Honda hotline, Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop, it's Keegan Murray. Your home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons. Sacktown Sports. Number 13, Keegan Murray joins us here on Sacktown Sports. Malik says he's a, we dubbed him because his name is Malik, the King of the Kings, and he likes that. What do you what do you think of that? King of Kings. That's a nickname? Yes. I don't know about that. Does Malik need his? <laughs> That's a little wild. He doesn't need to be inflated anymore than he already is. He's all good. I was telling him, uh, I saw you, Kevin, and, and Malik were playing a lot of golf this, this summer. How did yeah. how did that go? Or are you the, the king of golf for this team? Or? Yeah, they, they never beat me. Yeah, yeah I would assume. You played in high school, right? Or, or yeah, have yeah. been playing for a while? Yeah, I played four years in high school. So. Oh, okay. So you're just you're, you're just steady? dominating them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm long off the tee. What is? I'm it? long off the tee. Um, yeah. I have a pretty good short game. It's just, I guess when I, when I got a long iron in my hands, it's iffy. But yeah. I'm pretty good off. the Do you tee. give yeah. them tips or is it? Because I know when you're a lot better than the people you're playing with, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like you know you see them struggle and it's like I feel like I could give you tips, but might not. Do you do you just kind of let them let them rock with? I let them gone? roll. Yeah. I mean, Malik's gone a lot better from sure. when I play with him in the beginning of the off season to the end. So he's got <laughs> he's gotten a, a lot better for sure. Right. <laughs> um, the way you improved last year and then you've had such a great summer, a lot of people are really excited about what you can do this year. How do you feel about where your game is, how much you improved, you bounced back and played much better after a slow start in the playoffs? Where are you right now? What are you expecting from yourself offensively this year? Yeah, I mean, I feel confident um, in myself um, on the court physically. Um, I feel a lot better, and um, I feel like the end of the, the playoffs, the last couple of games, it really helped me um, going to the offseason, knowing that I can play at the highest level of basketball um, and be, be really good. Um, so just – experience it's experiencing that um taking what i learned during the season the off season uh working out with different people i feel like it's helped me a lot and uh, I'm, I'm just excited to see my growth this year last year you were crazy efficient off of no dribbles or, or at least one dribble yeah. uh and then you know in the california classic we saw almost a completely different person and you know it's everybody has been talking about the expectations for you this season how is it going to be tough to kind of balance like what you know you can do versus what you want to show or is that just kind of is that just basketball you're just going to go out there and kind of just just feel it out yeah i mean um obviously there's a lot of stuff going on around sure um, but i know that um, i'm gonna stick to myself uh, i feel like if you go out of your comfort zone or whatever um, it, it can lead to bad things so i'm gonna stick to myself stick to the offense um, and i know that i can bring different elements that i did last year um, so just being able to 
be more comfortable doing that, finishing at the rim, uh, mid-range, stuff like that. So sure. I'm just excited to, to kind of get, get to it um, in, in, in that aspect. Yeah, Keegan Murray is with us here at Media Day, Sacktown Sports. What would you say is the best thing about playing for Mike Brown? What would you say, And we know he's doing a great job. What would you say is the toughest thing about playing for Mike Brown? I'd probably say the best thing is the intensity he brings every day. Um, livens the gym, livens everyone's spirits. I think that's that's really that's really cool. Um, toughest thing is um, he he wants to be perfect at everything, and I feel like that's that's a good thing for us. It's a good thing for me uh, to be able to know that perfection's a standard. So um, you, you go into every single practice, and uh, you might mess up something, but he, he wants you to be perfect. So um, I feel like that's helped me a lot. Coaches are going to coach, right? right. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know if I've heard you talk about this. Obviously, your your brother got picked twenty third. The Kings had that twenty fourth pick. Yeah. Did you guys did you start to kind of talk and say, hey, like it looks like this might happen, or were you just kind of going to let the yeah. night unfold and then you know kind of deal with whatever it was after? Yeah, kind of let the night unfold. Uh, I mean, I've, I've I've joked with him about him maybe getting drafted to Sacramento and stuff like that, like beforehand, but. Um, that night kind of just want to be him. Yeah. Um, don't put any pressure on him or whatever. But uh, I know Portland's a good spot for him. I know they like him and stuff like that. So um, I couldn't be happier for him and, and where he landed. So uh, Chris has been in a game uh, on the radio <laughs> where we play a soundbite, either you or your brother, and yeah. try to guess who's who. Yeah. And he's actually really good at it. Really? And no one, it's almost <laughs> yeah. impossible. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's actually you guys really have good slight at slight differences. Your voice is a little <laughs> bit deeper. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah, slight, slight. But I mean, I feel like the. The more we've grown up, the more we've kind of looked alike. Sure. Um, really? Sounded alike. So, but. What are you willing to share with us about how your rookie season went compared to what you expected when you were drafted by Sacramento? Yeah, I kind of wanted to be a guy. Um, my rookie, I knew what situation I was going in. Uh, good team, a team that um, has really good players, um, can get to the playoffs. And uh, I knew I wanted to be a guy that uh, could go into the game, be productive. Um, to break an NBA record, I didn't expect that in my – I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> when did you first become kind of aware of that? Uh, I'd probably say it was towards, like, the end of the – and, like, closer to when I got it. Um, uh-huh. I was on pace, and we had a lot more games left. Um, so um, it was just something that uh, kind of happened, and um, – it's just it was cool. So something I never expected in my wildest dreams. Yeah. You look like a completely different person in that playoff series from game four on. I mean, it just felt yeah. like something clicked. I don't know if the game slowed down or whatever it was. I, what what did you learn from from being in the playoffs? And I mean, did it did it exceed your expectations? Was it was it? I mean, just what were your emotions through that series? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a rookie, it's tough um, just because you have no clue what to experience. Right. I mean, you watch it on TV and stuff, the atmospheres and. But you don't really know until you're actually playing um, in it. And uh, I feel like game three, um, I was kind of playing at the end. We're getting blown out. Mm-hmm. I hit a couple of shots. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of turned my whole series around. Um, started playing with more confidence in game four and, and so on. And um, I feel like that series kind of helped me a lot going into the off season. Sure. Um, just knowing that I can be a really good player in this league. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to the Warriors. They've won multiple championships. Uh, Keegan Murray's with us here in Sacktown Sports. But you guys had to feel like, wow, we, we could have won that. How much is that fueling you as the new season starts? Yeah, yeah, we know that we, we're a competitive team. Uh, we know that that's a series that if we got just got one more game. It was right there for you, yeah, right? Yeah, hit one more game, hit a couple more shots, maybe won a game at home. Um, who knows how long we could have been playing, so – 
uh, we, we kind of had that fire in us from last year, and I feel like that's helped a lot of us in the offseason be motivated uh, and just continue to be productive. Mm, we saw the uh, debut this summer of, of Uncle Keegs for the first time. You know, yeah. we, we, have you, uh, you know, hanging around with, with Tierran and Rissay and, and Baby Rain, yeah. have you been around babies a lot in your life? Or, or what, was that, <laughs> no. what was that experience like? Yeah, it kind of yeah. seemed like that was, that was a fresh experience for you. Yeah, it was very new. I mean, I have a younger sister, but she was born when I was six years old. Yeah. So um, I don't really have much experience at all with babies. So uh, to be able to see Rain uh, kind of grow up from – uh, to being a toddler to actually being an infant right. to be able to start crawling and be able to stand up on on his own um, now so it's it's been cool to see yeah. see him and uh, be able to push him around a little bit. So. <laughs> Keegan, as you know, the one thing that no one seems to be able to explain about the season last year was that you guys were so good statistically on the road defensively and at home it was a different story. You have any idea why it, why it worked out that way? Uh, no, nah. I, I, I have no clue. I didn't even know that was a stat, but uh, no, nah, I think, I don't know, maybe flip that around this year, maybe mm-hmm. even it out a little bit uh, mm-hmm. is our goal. But uh, we just, we want to be a, a lot better defensive team this year, um, whether it's home and, and road. So How much of that starts with you at the at your position? Yeah, yeah, I mean, some of the best players in the league are at my position. So it uh, falls a lot on me. Um, I feel like there's spurts where I was good defensively. There's spurts where I was really bad, so. I'm just trying to be consistent um, in being a better defender. Um, that obviously, uh, I feel like in in the weight room, I've gotten a lot better um, laterally, uh, physically. So uh, I'm just excited to to go against some of the best. Can I ask him the Taylor Swift question real quick? I know you got to <laughs> go. Go ahead. Because we asked Malik, who on this team would have the best chance of getting Taylor Swift to come to a Kings game. Malik said Malik Monk. What, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with him. <laughs> I'm gonna have to agree with him. Yeah. Enough, Keegan. It's a it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank, Thank you very you. much for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on last year. Best of luck this year. Appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. Appreciate you. Know, only Keegan Murray with it. Mm. Great stuff. Great stuff from Whitey and Watkins talking to Keegan Murray. And if the Kings, and by the way, how did you figure out the whole, the voice thing? It's just, it just sounds different I'm to you? I'm telling you, maybe, I don't know, if maybe if we have time, I'll send Kyle some clips that he can cut up. Yeah. There's like, there's slight different. I'm telling you, Keegan's okay. voice is just a little bit deeper. Yeah. It's like, it's the same cadence, it's the same tone, but yeah. I guess it's the pitch is okay. just like a little bit deeper right. for Keegan, but it's, it's very, very slight. Well... If the Kings had a big three, or if we're calling them a big three, right. he would definitely be a part of it. Yeah. Right? So you have De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, and Keegan. And just as important as Sabonis and Fox are, mm-hmm. I would put Keegan in that category because that third score that you're going to need to make this push and to continue to elevate, yeah. we, we already saw, and that's that's kind of when you set the tone – Right, and you set the expectations to something. As we said, the Kings being the third seed, they right. want to they want to get better. They want to improve. Right. Keegan, what he did last year. Now that's the expectation. So you got to get better. You got to improve. What do you think are some of the main things you'd like to see from Keegan coming off what he did last year? Man, I mean, mainly it's just it's to your point. It's just building upon what he was already doing, and that might be a little bit of a cop out answer, but you want to see him still play like how he did last year, and that's something I asked him about. Just 
is that going to be diff- difficult to kind of balance? Okay, what you are, what you already know you can do in the NBA versus, hey, like I can dribble a little bit, I can play make a little bit. How do you kind of balance that act of of showing off what you still can do while still staying productive? Because as we know, sophomore slumps are a really big thing, and yeah. I think a large part of it is the mental aspect of okay. I now know what to expect. I had a whole summer of getting ready, knowing what to expect. Now I just want to show everybody everything all right. at once. And it's it's really tough. And I, I think Keegan's just got to, and Keegan's got the perfect temperament for it. I don't think Keegan Murray is one to rush into anything. No. But I, I think really what I want to see is him put the ball on the floor and and just be creative off of it. Can he create some shots off the dribble? Can he play make for others we really didn't see much of of any passing from Keegan last year does he have any of it and then of course the big thing and this isn't just a Keegan thing this is entire Kings can you improve on defense yeah because that's the that's the thing that's going to make them a lot better of a team and a lot more serious of a potential title contender is if they can actually start to play defense never forget and I'm not comparing him (laughs) but never forget Michael Carter Williams won a rookie of the year oh I'm not My comparing gosh. them. No, no, I'm for just sure. saying you got to do it. It's, yeah, exactly. Multiple it's not years, just one year, and you got to yeah. you got to keep improving yeah. and not get complacent. I think Keegan Murray is yeah. much more talented <laughs> than Michael Carter Williams, but I'll never forget. No, but that. the point still sticks. It's just one sure. of those random things that I have in my brain. Yeah, because sometimes I just think, where did he go? He just won. He won it, and evaporated. Literally, and I remember even when he won, it was like a. We've got to give the award to somebody. Like, yeah. are we going to give it to Nerlens Noel? Or right. I think it was like right. Jaleel. I can't remember. Just a it was rough a draft very class. rough draft class. And they were like, I guess we got to give it to him. And Michael. then you go down the list of all the rookie of the years. Yep. And then you say, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Michael Carter Williams, all right. It's one of those where it's like, oh, I, I guess this really doesn't mean as much Real as quick, what we thought it was. Before we go to break, do you guys want the top five in that Michael Carter-Williams review voting? Please. Okay, so number one was obviously Michael right. Carter-Williams. Two, Victor Oladipo. Okay, oh. in hindsight. Three, Trey Burke. Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> uh, four was Mason Plumley. And then five oh, was Tim Hardaway Jr. Hey, shout out my guy Tim, but oh my gosh. Wow. Mason Plumlee to be number four is that's all you really need to know. Should have been, should have been Victor. <laughs> and uh, tied for seventh yeah. uh, with one, one fifth place vote tied for seventh. Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, that also shows that you can't can't give up on or not not that the Bucks were ever giving up on him, but you can't you can't the jury isn't out until three four years down the line. Like, yeah. You know, there's guys like. Stanley Johnson that come to mind like there's there's guys that have promise in the first couple years but it just never pans out and then there's guys like Michael Carter Williams who shine at the start of their career but just never really develop past that and I think you know Keegan hopefully I I think what we saw in the California Classic it makes me feel very confident that he's going to build upon and the great thing about Keegan though is Whatever. Let's say even if he doesn't progress, mm-hmm. the guy that he was last year is still really, really helpful to right. have on your team. Right. It it still would be enough to at least get you back to right. where you were. You would think, or at least in that category. Yeah. So 
You are not Michael Carter Williams, Keegan. What if you ask? What if you asked him that? How do you feel about Michael Carter Williams, Keegan? So how do you feel about those comps? Gotta get to a break. When we get back, we're continuing to talk Keegan Murray, and we're gonna do some comps. We're gonna do some player comps, not Michael Ooh, Carter Williams, yeah. but player comps with Keegan Murray. What is his ceiling, and how does that change or elevate the ceiling for the Sacramento Kings? It's Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the Beam Team, Sacktown Sport. Your flagship station for the Beam Team, Sacktown Sports. We are back, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins taking up to 2 p.m. Talking Keegan Murray and how important he is to the Sacramento Kings. So, I... I, I All right. I wonder if everybody else just got that as well. I, I think everybody just got, got that. Got the uh, alert. Got that alert. We heard We heard it was going to happen. We're back. <laughs> Those were just cell phones. Oh, that was just the cell phone alert. Yes. Okay. Which I knew was coming. I just yes. didn't know what to do. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's a totally fair and just response to right. when your phone starts doing the EAS noise. Everything should stop. Right. I feel like, especially, you know, I don't know if you remember that uh, Hawaii situation where... Uh, it was a couple years ago, like there was a fake or not fake, but a mm-hmm. false alarm of an EAS sent out in Hawaii that said nuclear weapons have been launched and they're coming and pretty much when you have like this? 30 minutes. I feel like it was like a couple years ago. It was like it was like two or three years ago. And um, it was more than that. It was when I was in high school. Oh, OK. OK. It was uh, it was a while. Yeah, it was it was definitely some time. Yeah. Ago, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and everyone essentially was like, we're going to die here because our phones just told us so. And then they were like, oh, I think Magic Johnson was, was on Hawaii or something like that. I think that was the story when that happened. Uh, it was wow. 2018. So, yeah, it was uh, 2018, the morning of January 13th, 2018. An alert was accidentally sent out via the EAS system and uh, saying that there was a ballistic missile alarm uh, that uh, just put Hawaii into a panic, and so uh, I think it's know. yeah. I think I it's coming back to me. Yeah, interesting. Wouldn't want that. Well, <laughs> we powered through. Yeah, we did. We made it through. We, we survived. Through. We shall rebuild. Yes, all the other stations in the building. Hope hope you powered through as yeah, well. Hope you made it through that. And we continue on. <laughs> all right, talking Keegan, Keegan Murray. Talking Keegan Murray. Let's do it. And alerts. Yes. No, just Keegan Murray <laughs> and. I'm looking at these player comps. I asked you because I have I add things on to I add things on to people, which I don't know if they're true or not. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll say low key or shady, and then say what somebody <laughs> is. So to me, Keegan Murray is shady tall. He doesn't. When I see him, yeah. and you told me he was six eight six nine, yeah, did not look that tall to me. Sure. So he looked. I, I call him shady tall. Yeah. I like to say I'm shady short. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe you can't really tell <laughs> yeah. until you get really close to me. So when I see these player comps of Otto Porter Jr. and mm. Michael Porter Jr. Oh, fun. All right. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, gotcha. sounds great. We'll run it back then. Yeah. <laughs> no one heard my short jump there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting. It's like there's there's so many people out there where it's like it's it's really tough to just try and pin yeah. it down. All right, we're back. We and we're are back. back. Wow. Okay. We are back. You got phones going off. You got TVs going off. But welcome back, 
to the program <laughs> talking, attempting to talk Keegan attempting. Murray. They're, they're trying to stop us. Right. They, Boom. I don't know who they is, but they are trying to stop oh, we're us going there. from we're going talking Keegan Murray. Hat yeah, now. I don't know what All it right. is. And we shall not be moved. <laughs> we are going to talk Keegan Murray. We're going to do it. One way or the other <laughs> if it's the last thing we do. It. Okay. Okay. Now, Otto Porter Jr., Otto Porter and Michael Porter Jr., what are your thoughts on that <laughs> comp? I I honestly do really like the Otto Porter comp. The Michael Porter one is, to me, like that's, that's if Keegan, kind of like what we just talked about, if he doesn't really ever develop much else, if he continues to just kind of be a, a scorer and, mm-hmm. and really, you know, doesn't put the ball on the, the ground much. I could see a Michael Porter-esque role for Keegan Murray where it's just he's technically your third scorer. You know, he's not the the most reliable because he can't really create his own jump shot, but he's still somebody who can, on a given night, fill it up and give you 20, 30 maybe even on on any given night. But to me, Otto Porter is a good one because I I just think he was – the idea of Otto Porter, I should say. I think the guy yeah. he ended up being Injuries didn't end up. Yeah, exactly. Like All that. that stuff. But Michael Porter, or I'm sorry, Otto Porter, number three pick in the draft, you know, had some potential, was was really long, was a good defender. I think that's kind of the mm-hmm. next step for Keegan, like we mentioned earlier. And just, just a scorer, like just a, a reliable guy that might not, again, it, it might not be an every night giving you 20, but it might be a little bit more of just consistently getting you 16 to 18 points per game and and just somebody that you can't really leave on the defensive side. Right. Well, again, you need your complimentary players, and I have no clue if Keegan Murray will end up being a star or anything like that, but he's going to have to be respected. Yes. And when you mentioned the sophomore slump, I think that's a good call because the Kings – aren't going to sneak up on anybody. Mm-hmm. And Keegan Murray's not going to sneak right. up on anybody. He is going to be circled. Hey, guys, this dude, he, he can, can shoot, shoot it. So, and they're going to line him up to do so. Exactly. So there's no, and I'm not saying people were helping off or nothing ridiculous yeah. like yeah. that, but he will be more of a focal point, mm-hmm. and he has to continue to perform because that keeps everybody honest. Right. And if he can continue to keep the defense honest – that allows De'Aaron to boogie more. Mm-hmm. That allows yeah. Sabonis to do his thing. So I think he is one of the most important pieces to the Kings and how they got to that second leap or that first leap last season. Mm-hmm. And you can't go back now. Right. You can't go back now because no. they only know a world of you playing like this. Fans, <laughs> right? I right. saw all that when I was at the arena yesterday. I saw all the jerseys and everything like that. So (laughs) I think he's a guy who's going to step up and, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's a put up or shut up type league and really be the, the number three, number two, B, whatever you need to, to get you some buckets. Because as we mentioned, right. Harrison Barnes is a guy who in and out, I wouldn't put him (laughs) in that cat. I don't think, you can necessarily depend mm-hmm. on Harrison to give you X or Y. I have no clue. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I feel comfortable saying ten. Yeah, and give he can give you ten. Yeah. Don't don't forget about him. And yeah. you know he'll do some nice things for you. But they weren't playing like this, and they had Harrison Barnes the last couple of years. Yeah, they didn't start playing like this till they, so they got Keegan, Keegan Murray. Murray. Exactly. Okay, and and the differences were you got Keegan Murray. De'Aaron took a step. And Sabonis is now more into the fold. Yes. So those are the main cogs in the machine. Mm -hmm. If this King's machine is going to keep 
rolling along. Right. No, and I mean, that's – I think the the organization would share the same sentiment that you just laid out. Like, I think that they feel like the, the, the way that this team makes that extra leap mm-hmm. is Keegan Murray making that leap. And, right. and there's been some wild, wild comparisons thrown out there for Keegan this offseason. I mean, Luke Lauk's kind of accidentally – compared Keegan to Kawhi Leonard in a certain way. You know, he said it was – he more said, like, you know, Keegan had this ridiculous performance during the summer league, and the only other time I had seen someone make a crazy leap like that from one year to another was Kawhi Leonard. So it didn't directly say, like, his game is like Kawhi Leonard, but essentially compared the leap that Kawhi made with the Spurs in that year that he won finals MVP, equated that to the leap that they think Keegan can make. And so if – I'm not going to say that leap's going to happen, but if there is any sort of leap like that's even coming close to that, to me that's that's a really good and reasonable reason to say I think that we can – you say not, you know, the Kings aren't going to sneak up on anybody, but maybe they could surprise some people yeah. just with how how much different Keegan Murray specifically looks and how they approach giving him shots. Like, I think they right. could give him shots in different places and and maybe set him up for, for pick and rolls to, to be the ball handler in pick mm-hmm. and roll situations. And I, I think that's really the big hope for Keegan this year is it's really big expectation, but – can you can you yourself take a leap that leads to this team looking like a different team? Right. And, okay, we got one more for you. This is from Kendrick Perkins, so take it with a great song. Oh, boy. Compared Keegan Murray to Pascal Siakam. Well, 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 we have another very special guest here at Media Day at the Golden One, Whitey Gleason, Chris Watkins, joined by number seven, Sasha Bazenkov. Welcome, Sasha, to Sacramento. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. Nice to meet you guys. What do you think of uh, the team so far? I know it's probably been like a whirlwind for you, right? Coming over and you got a lot of things to adjust to as far as a new country, a uh, new team. Where is all that right now? How, how are you coming along getting just used to everything? Yeah, you know, like the first month is always difficult. Uh, adjusting in the new country, find your places, find uh, like uh, your spots. But I'm, bl- I'm blessed and glad because all my teammates, the front office, all of the people who are working in the organization, uh, made me feel like home. So they helped me with everything. They never let me uh, alone for anything, yeah. you know. So I'm re- I really appreciate them. And, uh, you know, I can't say immediately I feel like home, but uh, <laughs> I-, I feel good. Yeah. yeah. You got big hands. Let me see. Uh, let's right. see that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I think you're the one with big yeah. hands, man. Come on. Sasha, I don't mean to put more pressure on you, but I – I mean, people are so excited to finally see you play here. We have people in our in our YouTube chat that are literally every day just where's Sasha wanting. When's Sasha his plane be, coming? Is he in town? Everything. Yeah. They're so excited to see you play. Do you feel that excitement not only from Sacramento Kings fans but from fans all across the globe for you to yeah, make your NBA I th- debut? I think like everybody's uh, excited because uh, uh, you know a kid from Bulgaria. Uh, born in Cyprus, like uh, that's one in the case, you know. Right. Like I'm, I'm not a French guy or Serbian or Spanish. Like that, you have a lot, and uh, all these that happened last year, uh, I played good, and the team, my team, went 
pretty good. So, you know, I think there is one excitement all over the place. Uh, but, you know, I'm focused on my work. Uh, I know what I can do. I know how I can help the team. I know why the team needs me. So, uh, you know, I let the people, like, be excited. That's their job. That's a part of it. And I'm focused on what yeah. we have to do. Yeah, awesome. we're talking, of course, with Sasha Vizenkov. How about you? I know you've talked about this, but what made you decide that, okay, it's time to go play in the NBA and play in Sacramento? I think, like, the opportunity. You know, when you're 28, uh, it's a little bit tougher. Like, everything. you think, as you get older, you think, like, more. When you're, like, 18, 17, you just go and leave it, you know? Uh, it was a tough decision because uh, back home, everything was pretty set. Good team, good organization, uh, great fans, you know, family. Uh, but uh, you never said like you never say no to uh, this great opportunity and the opportunity is great like to be in a winning team to be in a great organization uh good chemistry from like from the president of the team to like the last who works for this team so you know the chemistry the family uh it's like a big family so that make me you know they show me how much they want me throughout the whole year by visiting me so often uh and as i said like the opportunity that i can I can contribute to this team. We've watched you a lot. How much did you watch the Kings and say, oh, yeah, I, could, I can really play with that team? Yeah, I watch them a lot, you know, because, like, NBA is different. Uh, but I think, like, the Kings try to play uh, a little bit different than the stereotype we have in NBA. Uh, a lot of passes, a lot of fast pace, cuts. So I've seen myself, like, fit in. Uh, so that's why that was also a reason, like, mm-hmm. uh, because if it was a team that played different from what I can, what I can do to the court, of course, tougher like, adjustment, right. tougher adjustment. But I think like uh, the whole system fits me, like the best. How much have you seen Domas play, and how exciting is it when you, if you have watched him play, to to try and visualize yourself playing off of him? Yeah, I have like uh, I have watched the whole team obviously last mm-hmm. year, uh, not like the whole games, but right. a lot of games. Uh, Domas is a great, like, he's an all-star player, like, right. three times. He's a great passer with great vision. So you you just need to be on the right time, the right spot, uh, the right moment. So I think I, I move well without the ball, so I think the connection will be good. How did you learn to play basketball that way? You move so well without the ball. It's one of the first things people notice, and as you say, fits this system beautifully. How did you learn to play basketball uh, that way? You know, uh, as you grow and as I sit down work because like i think work uh, you have to put the work in off season because like during the year you don't have the time to improve yourself a lot you just maintain so uh i see what my weaknesses are and what my strengths are so you know like uh, people like like fancy danks and like 10 threes and you know <laughs> athletic, like, you know so my type of game is not like uh, attractive maybe sometimes uh, to the fans because like you have to understand basketball and but it's just effective but it's effective. So I had to do something except shooting really good because from a young age I was shooting good, So, but I had to improve in other parts. So uh, I started like, watching good off-ball players, mm-hmm. like how they move, what they do. Uh, and even though sometimes, you know, maybe you, you don't have to cut every time, but sometimes uh, I, I would just keep cutting and keep cutting. And I learned that for the defender, it's like tough when you keep moving, keep moving, keep right. moving. So that's what I, I try to do, you know, like keep moving, keep, and that's like you need to be in shape every time, you need to work hard. Uh, you'll make mistakes, but like basketball is a game of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had also a set of shooting to improve other things. So that's one that I try to, you know, maximize my potential in this. I, I don't mean to bring up painful memories, but that Euro League final was one of the, the most crushing things I've ever seen from a team. 
Do you do you have any hope to, to return and, and try and avenge that, or are you just kind no, of focused on the NBA it's, journey it's, right now? Uh, it still hurts me. I'll, yeah. I'll not like lie to you. Uh, I didn't pass over this, like mm-hmm. because like, as you said, when you're nine months first and when you're dominating the semifinal and right. like you're 39 minutes, like yeah. it was a perfect year. We won three more titles. And even though I'm here and I know I'm focused here and, you know, I, I'm a guy who only thinks the future, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Like, it's it's a thing. I, 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 I'm i watching, like, other sports and I've seen, like, people winning. And I said, like, why are they winning? We didn't, <laughs> right. like, you know? Uh, I know maybe selfish, you know, because, like, let's be honest, there are more parts of life that are more sure. important and other things are, like, uh, the most important things. But from one perspective, I said, like, what we did wrong. Right. Because I, I, when you do something wrong, like we didn't play bad, like mm-hmm. we were winning. Yep. So why we didn't? But you know that's God's plan, and uh, everybody's focused on the next year. Uh, I'm following my ex team. I hope they do great. You know, I'm here, uh, and you know, maybe God seeing and give me something better this year. You know, <laughs> like something more. Let's see. Isn't it funny? Great athletes and competitors. You win. You've won so many games, but the losses are the ones that you remember right. more, right? Uh, you know, a great friend of mine and European legend, uh, who is now coach, uh, Vasilis Spanoulis, told me, my friend, like in basketball, out of ten moments, nine are, nine are hard and one is good. <laughs> so you know, you have to be tough. Like for one good moment that basketball will give you, probably will give you like five or ten hard mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. So. And the hard moments always, uh, yeah. and but that's not only basketball. That's in society. Like everybody, like the negative part. Like, that's what stays in mind because yeah. we're humans. The humans are like set like this. Mm-hmm. So always, like the tough moment is the one yeah. who is like, yeah. it's there. Yeah, I, I don't think enough people talk about with with your situation. I mean, you're completely uprooting your life. You're moving to a brand new place. How has that transition been for you? How have you been able to adjust to uh, that? You know, I'm I'm thankful to my family, as I said, and to Sack family who like helped me with everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's tough. Like whoever said it's easy. Even now, as I said, 28 years old, you leave everything, you set up back home to come here. Yeah. But as I said, it's a dream. It's an opportunity, and I think like the fastest I adjust outside of the court, the easiest will be on the court too mm-hmm. um what about players that you've played with and against who've played in the nba if i may ask what advice have they given you like this is what the nba level is like in addition to everything culturally but just the game what what advice have you gotten from guys who played in the nba european uh, players you know like i didn't talk because everybody faces it in different way uh we can see like europeans come here and have su- successful years like uh, bogdan who was here bogdanovic and then we can see other players that they come and they play and they go back you know uh, everybody has his own path everybody has his different situation and like difficulties and good moments so i, I keep my own path you know mm-hmm. you, you have to search and research about it you, like whatever wh- whoever says uh, it's different you know like sack was different five years ago right. than what is now yes. so yeah. you know every every team is different year by year even like last year's sacramento mm-hmm. will be different from this year so uh, I have to, you know, I have to face my difficulties. I have to, like, be strong and build from there uh, and see how the season yeah. will go. But you have to know, right, basketball is basketball wherever it's played. And if you're making shots, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a spot for you on the floor. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's not only making shots, but from what I see, like in NBA, you have to do something really good, you know, uh, to be someone less where you can contribute to the team and help them in different aspects. But some aspects you have to like do them really great so 
you know, I will work out every day, uh, be here, uh, because that's how I, like, I succeed in my life. You know, work out, do do 100%, whatever. Uh, it's up to you, you know. And then, you know, other other teams play too, basketball, other players, <laughs> you know. Uh, control your, what you can control and let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where... Where do you really see yourself impacting this team the most? Obviously, you're a fantastic shooter. You've mentioned cutting off the ball. Is it is it just kind of a combination of everything? Yeah, there... I, like you know, as I said, it's step by step. Like knowing my teammates, mm-hmm. they know like them to know me. Uh, you know, as I said, like first preseason games, then the next official games. You know, you have to face it and you have to feel it in order to realize it. And uh, game by game, I think will be I'll be better. How important is your rebounding to helping this team at the defensive end? Uh, it's good, you know, like I think I'm a good offensive rebounder that the team was like uh, a little bit in the last position last year. Uh, of course, like defensive rebounding will be something different because here the athleticism is uh, different. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, a lot of film, a lot of video, like to study the game uh, because like before um, before you play the game, you have to study it and see uh, how is it and then to feel it, face it. And as I said, like, I think like game by game, all my, the aspects of my game will be better. Did you watch a lot of the Kings Warriors playoff series? I watched like probably like out of the seven games, I watched like the five. Let's say. What, what did you pick up from that, and, and what have you heard about playoff basketball? And it's just di- how different it's it different. Is. Like yeah. you can you can see it obviously from the TV. Like the physicality, <laughs> yeah. the the whole energy is different uh, because like I don't think I, I think basketball is a fair sport, but yeah. you know, nine months you're fighting for something to play for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the reality. Like, see what happened last year. Milwaukee was first for nine months, right. and they lost, like, in two weeks. Yeah. So it's a little bit harsh. Like, but that's what I said. Basketball is harsh, but uh, you have to be ready. You can't, be re- you can't, like, press a button and be ready in the playoffs. So that's why you start, like, from today to build, build, build. Mm-hmm. But the most important from my experience is to be healthy. Like, that's the most important, to get in the playoffs healthy mm-hmm. and then, like, put everything you work on, like, right. work hard. And we'll let you go on this one, but what did you think of the crowd? I know it's different. You've played in arenas with loud crowds, <laughs> and you saw that on TV, which is different. But what did you think of the the uh, atmosphere? You know, like uh, the the atmosphere in Europe is totally different. <laughs> but from what I hear, like the Sacramento fans are one of the loudest here in the NBA. They're how, arena- how is it different? I'm sorry, but you said in Europe it's, it's different. It's different. Like it's uh, it's extremely like how to say uh, different aspects like of uh, well, one of your games got canceled, yeah, didn't it? Did, I mean, yeah, like, we didn't finish our you know we didn't finish our game four last year, so it's different. You know, uh, over there the fans are like let's say passionate. In, in both ways, in yeah. they good and bad way. Yeah, they express it, you know. So that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you uh, for stopping by. Thank we you. appreciate it. All the best in Sacramento. Yeah. Appreciate it. Sasha Lysenkov with us here. It's appreciate media day. You. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sasha. Great stuff from Sasha Vizinkov. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we will react to the interview and more. We're going to see how good Chris and myself are comparing. Chris and Keegan Murray. It's Styles and Watkins. Sacktown Sports. Sacramento's official home for the San Francisco 49ers. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. Hope everybody, we powered through the 
the technical yeah. situation. It was fine. It was fine. And and now we move forward. That was a great interview with Sasha Vizinkov. And I was firing up some highlights yep. during the break just to get more familiar with what he's got going on. And you said you think his play is going to be similar to Keegan Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when I when I try and visualize what Sasha's going to look like in the offense especially like towards the beginning of the year when they're still kind of slowly integrating him into right. things. I just think it's going to look a lot like what they asked Keegan to do last year. And right. it would make sense because, you know, again, as we talked about when we were talking with Keegan, they want Keegan to do different things. They don't want Keegan to necessarily be in the same spots that he was last year doing the exact same thing. They want to see growth from him. And I think that they're just going to say, okay, Keegan, we're going to let you – move over there. Sasha's going to slip into your role currently where it's essentially just running off of screens, running off of dribble handoffs and, and trying to get him open looks so that you, you saw his jump shot. He's got a really, really quick release. It's just about getting him open for that split second and, and letting it fly because you know, you, you don't want him thinking, especially in his first games, you just want him out there playing basketball. Right. And here's the thing. We were talking about Luca earlier, we who has said some things about the transition not being right. that crazy. Yeah. He said it's easier said, overseas yes, than in yes. the NBA. So and we'll see. You think about what happens if the Kings hit. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these teams mm-hmm. do this where they they draft these guys, you stash them, you yep. get their rights, they're overseas, and you just hope, hey. Maybe maybe we hit on one of these, right. right? And if he does, this could be something else. Yeah, no, I think that there's like top-end potential for somebody like a Bojan Bogdanovic mm. where it's like, yeah, I mean, that's found money essentially where right. it's like, I mean, it's it's like Brock Purdy. It's yeah. like you're just, uh, you know, you, you think you're going to get, I mean, Brock Purdy is probably the extreme example, right. but like you bring in Sasha and it's like, Okay, let's we know he can shoot. Again, mm-hmm. let's just try and fit him into that role. But who knows? Maybe his vision is is underrated and right. he underutilized in Europe and and him having the ball in his hand, maybe he'll be a great playmaker. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about his shooting. Sasha on Media Day talked a lot about his slashing and yeah. his ability to cut and knowing, you know, the the skill of knowing when to properly cut and I think there's tons of different aspects in which he can affect the game offensively specifically. And who knows, maybe even defensively, I don't think anyone really expects much of anything from him. Yeah. If he can be okay defensively, I think that's a major, major bonus. Defensively, the Kings could be better. Yes. To put it nicely. (laughs) To put it nicely. And the question is, how much of that is the horses that you got in the stable and how much of that is scheme Mm -hmm. and how much of that is effort, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what we learned growing up. Right. Defense is effort. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that I think that's completely true. I think it's nice to be really athletic. Exactly. I think it's nice to have great length. I think all it's nice to have an outstanding leaping ability. I think all those things help, but I would, I would agree that some of it is effort or a decent, a decent, bit of the pie it goes chart. a long way it goes a, it goes a long way so the kings can improve defensively is it more about effort mm-hmm. or is it more about rotations and scheme i think it's a lot about the the player i think it's a lot about the personnel they have mm-hmm. frankly like i think De'Aaron fox is capable of playing defense i mean we talk he's the fastest player in the nba right. If you can blow by anybody, you should be able to keep everybody in front of you yes. at the same time. I know it's not that cut and dry, but mm-hmm. you know the 
for the most part, it, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he should be better defensively, but also you look at the, the guys they have, Kevin Herter, not a defensive superstar. No. Malik Monk, even not a defensive player. No. Harrison Barnes should be okay. Should be a good team defender. They usually stick him on the Kevin Durant's, the Giannis's, those mm-hmm. guys. A lot of the times that's kind of, again, personnel wise, he right. just doesn't really have the tools to stay in front of those guys. Keegan Murray, young rookie, still learning how to do things. I think that's, again, going to be mm-hmm. part of Keegan's development is is not only just his defensive IQ, but also building out his body so yeah. he can, you know, bang around with some of those guys. And Sabonis is the furthest thing from a rim protector in terms of, you know, what you would proto you know mm-hmm. the prototype of you know a guy like JaVale McGee frankly like Sabonis just doesn't really bring that Sabonis brings a ton of effort right but he's more lacking the intent or the the things that you can't just you know the things you are born with right, Sabonis right. is just he's got shorter arms he mm-hmm. doesn't leap he's not quick he's a little slow-footed like he does the most with mm-hmm. what he's given but for the most part I think it's a, a big part of personnel is is the, their real shortcoming yeah and I think that's a great point because if you do look at the past champions, they all, of the last couple years, they all seem to have one plus wing defender. Yep. Yeah. And that is what the Kings seem to be missing a little bit. Mm -hmm. You have the the Lakers who have a couple. I mean, I mean. The Nuggets off the top of my head. Bruce Brown was good. Right. Uh, Christian Brown was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Michael Porter Jr. is not, but Aaron Gordon is somebody Aaron that Gordon, they relied heavily on. He's not really a wing, but he can defensively. He can pl- he played against Jimmy Butler, so right. I think that counts. Right. So, yeah, Nuggets had Aaron Gordon. Warriors have Wiggins, <laughs> have right? Wiggins, so yep. They I have don't the athleticism know. of Kaminga, too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Whether or not he decides to utilize it. They, he's well, you got know you traits. got Davion Mitchell, your boy, Davion <laughs> yeah, Mitchell, exactly. as, for the guard position to lock that down. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, that wing defender, that might be that might be the biggest weak, weakness because mm-hmm. this is turning into a wing-driven yes, league. very much so. And Harrison Barnes isn't getting any younger. He's not. So the question is, as much as we talk about De'Aaron Fox's ascension as a whole, right. who on this roster is going to ascend specifically defensively? And I think it was a great call with Keegan Murray, yeah. but he's got to do it. He's got to do it. And it's a lot of pressure. And it's just that, that – it also – like a big part of defense is also conditioning. Like you give a ton of effort on offense. A big reason why a lot of guys don't give that max effort defensively is because frankly, it's exhausting, especially depending like De'Aaron Fox. Again, we give him, you know, he, he is the fourth quarter. It's De'Aaron take the ball and, and lead us to a victory. It's kind of hard to do have that stamina save for the fourth quarter. If you're giving max effort on both ends of the floor for the first three. So you know, that's kind of understandable, but I, I think that's still the big question. Like, I would love to have an answer for how the Kings got better defensively, but frankly, it's something that my guy, our guy, Whitey Gleason's been pointing out to me since the offseason is the personnel they brought in doesn't really lend itself to a better defense. Right. I think you hope Chris Duarte, who you look at the numbers on the surface, don't really show him being a defender. I think he's got the tools, and mm-hmm. when you think of his game, I think you could see him – being a plus for this team specifically on defense, but 
the wings, there's there's no answer. I like they they brought in Kessler Edwards at the the trade deadline last year. They played him a lot more than I think anyone was expecting, simply because he gave that defensive effort. Yeah. And I think they're going to rely, frankly, to answer your question. Like I think they're going to rely very heavily on Javale McGee to essentially be a goalie. Mm. I don't think that's going to work though. I think yeah. that it's putting a band aid on your problem. I think to your point, the problem is perimeter defense. And yeah, having a goalie back there, it'll divert some shots, but it's it's really masking what the root of the problem is. And it's the fact that you're a turnstile at the three-point line and you're just letting people have free lanes to the rim. Well, and if you are if you are getting cooked on the perimeter, right, right, it doesn't really matter about a goalie. No. None, none of that matters no, at all. You're just gonna so, get him in foul trouble. You're just gonna get him in foul yeah. trouble. So yeah, I think that is going to be something the Kings are going to, to figure out. You know, I'm not really worried about De'Aaron Fox because there have been plenty of teams, and not to use Steph again, but you can hi- – <laughs> yeah. not that he – No, for I'm sure. I'm not saying he needs to be hidden, yeah. but if it's – and I know that De'Aaron has that dog in him and probably mm-hmm. wants to guard the other point guard yeah. star, but if you're not making it happen, you're yeah. going to sit over there on on a dude who yeah. – you're going to reserve your energy or preserve your energy yep. for the fourth and for the duration of the game and focus on your offense. But that only works when you can have somebody step up. The yes. Warriors had Klay Thompson for all those years. Mm-hmm. Hey, I will take I'll take the dude who's trying to cook right. and, and we'll do that. So who is going to step up? And that is why, as much as I've been joking you, Davion Mitchell knows I yep. got the defense thing. Yep. If I can just figure out how to put the biscuit in the basket, we might be cooking with some hot grease mm-hmm. here. So It would go a long way. Exactly. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we will actually do the sounds from the two Murrays do it. to compare. All right, that's up <laughs> next. All that and more. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.